Good morning. Today is a great day. Today is Easter Sunday, and so we are going to join with Christians all across the world celebrating this wonderful truth that Jesus is alive. Now, if Jesus Christ is not alive, if he hasn't risen from the dead, then Christianity is false. In fact, having a church service is a complete waste of time. But if Jesus is alive, that changes everything. If our Savior is alive, we have hope. We have hope for this life now, and we also have hope for the life to come as well. Let's listen to these words from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I'm going to commence to read at verse 12. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. But, in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. And that is our hope, that in Christ shall all be made alive. The resurrection changes everything. It gives us something to sing about. And we're going to sing now as part of our service. We're going to sing a great modern hymn of the church. In Christ alone, my hope is found. And after we've sung this song, one of our church deacons, Craig Greenlees, is going to pray. And in his prayer, he's going to give thanks for the fact that Jesus is alive. He is my life, my strength, my song. 
Heavenly Father, we give you thanks this Easter Sunday morning. Our hearts are filled with gratitude as we remember and celebrate the glorious resurrection of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Dear Lord, your resurrection has brought us salvation, new life and a living hope. As the hymn writer penned, it has given us strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. You bring light and life to all. We remember how you walked with the disciples after your resurrection and how their hearts burned within them while you walked and talked with them along the way. May our hearts rejoice in the truth that you walk with us too. You are with us always, even on to the end of the age. We thank you that you hear us when we pray. And so we lift your name on high this morning and extol you as Lord. You have conquered sin, death and the grave. And because of this, we rejoice that the sky, not the grave, is our goal. Lord Jesus, we remember your words. 
I am the resurrection and the life. As you drew near to your disciples many years ago, may you draw near to us this Easter Sunday and in the days that lie ahead. Father, we offer you our praise, worship and gratitude. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Craig. Now, last week, I encouraged the children to be creative, to send in photographs of things that they've made, things that remind us of this truth that Jesus is alive. Now, lots of children have done that, and also a few adults this week, which is great. So let's take a closer look. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. John eleven twenty five. job everyone all those creations look super now because Jesus Christ is alive we can now have hope we can have hope in this life here on earth but also hope for the life to come in death as well we're going to sing about that now this is a new song based on that theme it's called Christ our hope in life and death this song was recorded in the past week at home by Susan Benjamin and Hannah McKay
to the McKay family. That is a great song. Now, Easter Sunday focuses on this great truth, this great truth that's been running through our service so far this morning, that Jesus is alive. In Matthew chapter 28, the angel appears to the ladies that first Easter Sunday and says to them, pronounces this news, that he is not here, for he has risen. And the resurrection of Jesus Christ changes everything. It's the reason we have church if Jesus was dead, if he was still in the tomb, there would be no point meeting each week. Christianity would be a complete waste of time. It's also the reason why we meet on a Sunday. We call this the Lord's Day. The reason it's called the Lord's Day, it's the day when the Lord, Jesus Christ, rose again from the dead. He rose on a Sunday, and so the church celebrates his resurrection every Sunday when we meet together. Now, the resurrection changes lots of things. It changed the lives of people who were around at that time when Jesus rose from the dead. It changed the lives of his friends and his followers. We're going to discover that this morning as we look at John chapter 20. We're actually going to have three readings from John chapter 20. They're going to be woven throughout the message here this morning. And three of the girls from our youth fellowship are going to do the readings today. The first reading from John 20 is going to be done this morning by Ruby Lothar. This reading is from John chapter 20, verse 11 to 18. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Women, why are you weeping? Who are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have led him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have yet ascend to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he has said these things to you. Thank you, Ruby. Now, the resurrection changes everything. What it did in that passage that Ruby's just read is it changed Mary's sadness into joy. Now, the Mary mentioned here is not the mother of Jesus. It's actually Mary Magdalene. And she had been there when Jesus had died, and now this is two days later, two days after he's died, and she's still weeping, she's still crying. Now, that's a normal reaction when somebody dies. Jesus Christ had been a great friend to Mary. He had changed her life. And as she watched on at the cross, it must have been horrible. It must have been horrific for her to watch. 
Jesus' body was taken down. He was buried in haste. And she has come early on the Sunday morning, come early with some other ladies to anoint his body with spices, a tradition that was done in biblical times. But when she arrives at the tomb, she finds that it's empty and she starts to cry even more. She's weeping because in her mind, the only explanation for this is that somebody has stolen his body. And so things are going from bad to worse. First, he's died and now his body has gone as well. But we know the story. There is no need for her to be sad. What she doesn't realize at this point is that Jesus is alive. And Jesus comes to Mary. She doesn't recognize him, but he speaks one word. And one word is enough to convince her. That one word, he speaks her name. He says, Mary. And when he says that name, she recognizes the voice. And that one word, that one name, conveys actually three words. Jesus is alive. And there will be a dramatic change in her attitude at this point. She moves from sadness to joy with the realization that Jesus is alive because the resurrection changes everything. It turns her sadness into joy. The resurrection still does the same thing. The resurrection of Jesus Christ still turns people's sadness into joy. Now, death is still sad. Death is still horrific. It's the worst thing that could happen to a family. This week, I have conducted a funeral service for a family from our church. Death is horrible. It is sad. And that's why we cry. We cry when a loved one or a close friend passes away. But what the resurrection is able to do is it's able to give joy even in the midst of our sadness. Jesus Christ said these words. He said them back in John chapter 11. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even though they die, yet shall they live. And that is the great hope of the Christian, that Jesus Christ is who he said he was, that he is the resurrection and the life. And so what we believe is that when we die as believers, death is not the end. In fact, we will live with Christ forever and ever and ever. The Bible says when we die as a believer, we are absent from this human body, but we are present with the Lord forever. And we will be in his presence forever and ever. We will be in his presence, a place with no tears, a place with no sadness, but a place that's filled with everlasting joy. And how is that possible? It's possible because Jesus is alive. The resurrection changes everything. Now, let's think about this. If Jesus had remained dead, we would have no hope. If he couldn't come back from the dead, what chance do we have? But because he lives, we can live also. That truth, that first Easter Sunday, turns sadness into incredible joy. The resurrection changes lots of other things as well. And Leah Ramsey is going to read to us now. She's going to read from John chapter 20, verses 19 through to 22. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. 
And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Leah. Now, the resurrection can change other things as well. We heard about this in the reading that Leah has just done. What it did that first Easter time is it changed fear into boldness. The disciples, those followers of Jesus, were afraid. They were in a room and the doors were locked. They had followed Jesus for three years. They had believed he was the Messiah, the one sent from God. And now in their mind, they're probably really confused. If he's the Messiah, how could he have died on a cross? And they're scared. They're scared that maybe they might be next. The people who have crucified their leader, Jesus, might come after them. And so they're terrified. And then Jesus comes and he stands in their midst. Even though the doors are locked, Jesus is there. Now, how does he do that? Well, the Bible doesn't give us specific details, but it's proof that he is alive, that he's appearing right in front of him. And the fact that he can come into a room where the doors are locked is proof that he really is the Son of God. And it tells us that they were glad to see him. And what he, Jesus wants them to do is to continue his ministry. Jesus won't remain on earth for very long. Forty days after his resurrection, he ascended up to heaven. But he wants this group of followers, the disciples, to continue on with his ministry. Let me read verse 21 to you again. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. Jesus is sending them out in ministry. But he doesn't leave them on, the, on their own. Listen to verse 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus sends them out with the help of the Holy Spirit to continue his ministry, to preach the gospel, and to share the message of Jesus Christ, the life-changing message of Jesus Christ, with people all across the world. And what the resurrection does is it turns their fear, these men quivering in a room with the doors locked, into boldness. And we don't have to go far in the Bible to find us. In fact, once we get into the book of Acts, what do we find? We find these disciples who had been scared standing up, standing up in public. We find, think of people like Peter, the apostle Peter, who stood up on the day of Pentecost and preached with boldness. He preached the gospel to thousands and thousands of people. What did he preach? the message that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, that he offers salvation, that Jesus Christ rose again from the dead, that Jesus is a living Savior who we can put our faith and trust. And so Peter goes from one of those men behind closed doors, afraid, to somebody who has got great boldness. Now, what made the dramatic change in Peter and the rest of the disciples. This dramatic change that encouraged them to spread out with the gospel and even to give their lives for the cause of Jesus Christ. Do you know what changed them? It's the resurrection. Because the resurrection turned their fear into boldness. If Jesus Christ really is alive, well, there is a reason to go out and to share with people the greatest message in the world, a living Savior, a saviour that everybody needs to hear about. And if Jesus is alive, that has given them boldness, no matter what the cost is, to share it with other people. Do you know, if you're a believer, we have been sent out with the same ministry to do, to go into the world and to proclaim the message that Jesus Christ died for sins, is alive and is the saviour of the world. Jesus said, go into all the world 
preach the gospel, making disciples, to share this life-changing message that because Jesus is alive, he is able to save. And as we go out, and as we go around our neighborhoods and communities and workplaces, or out onto the mission field, wherever the Lord sends us, we don't do it alone. The same Holy Spirit that was given to the disciples that first Easter time goes with us. He is our helper as we go with boldness to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. But let's be honest with ourselves. Often as we go out, or we know in our heads we should go out, we are fearful. We're worried what people might think. And so the easiest thing for us to do, and the default option for many of us, is we keep our faith hidden away. But as we think about this, this Easter Sunday, may this incredible truth that Jesus is alive turn our fear into boldness. May we have that desire in our heart to share this wonderful news that Jesus is alive and he is the only saviour that people need to put their faith and trust in. Now, the resurrection changes other things as well. And Olivia Jordan is going to come now and do our final reading. John 20, verse 24 to 31. Nor Thomas, also known as Dynamis, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told them, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Thank you, Ollie. Now, as I've kept saying throughout this morning, the resurrection changes everything. It's also able to turn our unbelief into belief. Now, Thomas, one of the, one of the disciples, was full of unbelief. He was not there when Jesus had appeared previously to the other disciples. And because he hadn't been there, he doesn't believe the story. As they come and tell him, we've seen Jesus, Jesus alive, he doesn't believe them. And so he comes out with this famous statement, unless I see, unless I'm able to touch, I will not believe. I will never believe. Now, eight days later, he gets his chance when Jesus appears again to the disciples and Thomas is there this time. And he gives Thomas an invitation. He knows that Thomas doesn't believe. So he said, come and touch me. Come and touch and see the nail prints in my hands. See the wound in my side as well. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us whether Thomas took him up on that invitation, whether he stretched out his hand and felt Jesus to see that he really was real and he really was alive. But what he does do is he responds with a declaration. He says these words, my Lord and my God, that declaration of belief. He has the proof, visible proof in front of his eyes that Jesus is alive and he really is God. And so for Thomas, the resurrection changed his unbelief into belief. 
Thomas saw the risen Savior, Jesus Christ. We can't do that. None of us can say that we have seen the risen Christ because Jesus ascended to heaven. One day we will see him when he comes again, but we haven't seen him physically with our eyes. But listen to these words that Jesus said in verse 29. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Blessed are those who haven't seen me with their own eyes and yet still believe that I am the Son of God, still believe that I rose from the dead, and still believe that I am the Savior of the world. And then he goes on to tell us what the purpose of this book is. John writes, the writer of this book, writes to tell us the purpose. Let me read verses 30 and 31. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Because that's what the Bible is. The Bible is written evidence. Written evidence put down in paper under the inspiration of a holy God to prove to us, to show to us that Jesus is the Son of God so that we can read it, we can hear these stories that we haven't seen with our own eyes. And as we hear these stories recorded in Scripture, the purpose of it is so that we might believe We might believe that Jesus is the Christ. And by believing, we might have life, eternal life in his name. If you're not a Christian, John wrote this book so that you might believe. You might believe that Jesus is real, that he died for your sins, that he rose again, and that by believing, by trusting him, you might have life. Now, if Jesus Christ is still dead, if there was no resurrection that first Easter Sunday, all of this is a waste of time. The Bible is a waste of time. Church is a waste of time. So don't waste your time any longer. But if Jesus Christ really is alive, if Jesus Christ really came back to life that first Easter Sunday, what are you going to do with that? More importantly, what are you going to do with him? He stands out on the pages of history as different from everyone else. He must really be the Son of God. And if he is alive, what are you going to do with him? What you need to do with Jesus Christ if he really rose from the dead is turn to him this Easter Sunday. Turn to a living Savior. When he died on the cross for your sins and rose again to offer you life, eternal life, and life in all its fullness. Trust him and discover the life that he has planned for you. Eternal life, and as I said, life in all its fullness. And if you are a Christian, if you are a believer, let us rejoice today. Let us rejoice this Easter Sunday as we rejoice every Sunday as we gather as a church in this great truth that Jesus is alive. And as you think about this truth that Jesus is alive, let it change your life. Let it continue to change your life as well. Let it turn your tears and your sadness into joy. We live in a broken world. We live in a world that's not the way God originally planned it. And so we have a world of suffering. We have a world of illness. We have a world of viruses that are sweeping through our nations at the moment. We have a world of death. We have a world where we experience grief and tears and sadness. And yet Jesus Christ has broken in to this faulty world. 
and he gives us hope in the midst of our brokenness. He gives us hope in the midst of death. He is able to turn our sadness and our tears into joy because he is the resurrection and the life. And so in the difficult situations of this life, let's look to a living Savior, one who's able to turn our sadness and our tears into joy. There is joy found in Christ Jesus. So we think about the resurrection. Let it also turn our fear into boldness. We have the most incredible message to share with the world, that Jesus isn't dead, but Jesus is alive. We have living hope and a living Savior to share with people who are perishing, who have no hope in this world or the next to come, unless they know Jesus. And we have that hope to share with them. So let's not be fearful. Let's not coy away like those disciples that first Easter time behind locked doors. But let's go out, and it's difficult at the moment where we have restrictions, but let's use every opportunity we can with boldness to share the wonderful message that Jesus is alive and is the Savior of the world. You see, the resurrection changes everything. What the resurrection actually does is it gives us something to sing about, something with real meaning to sing about. We're going to sing a song now. We're going to close our service by singing a song that is, comes from our hearts because we have a living hope in a living Savior. That's what the song is entitled. It's called Living Hope. It was recorded by three of our praise group members, Danielle, Tory, and Rachel McAllister. They recorded this before Christmas. It's on our church CD. Lovely words, great words, as we sing this on Easter Sunday. So great. 
for watching our service today. Again, if we can be of any help, either spiritually or practically, do get in touch. Contact details can be found on our church website. Let me finish with some words from Scripture, from 1 Corinthians 15, and then I will pray to close. Listen to God's Word. It says, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you that death has no power over us, because Jesus Christ has conquered the grave, that in Jesus Christ, death for our sins and in his mighty resurrection, he has conquered sin, he has conquered death and hell itself. We thank you that there's hope found in a resurrected Savior. And we pray for all of us that our hope will be in Christ alone. We pray that we will be looking to him for salvation, for eternal life, that we know that death here on this earth, whenever it comes, if it comes, we pray, Lord God, that we know that that is not the end, for those who are trusting in you, we will be in your presence forever and ever and ever. And may the joy of that, may the wonder of that change the way we live now. May it turn our sadness into joy. May it turn our unbelief into belief. And may it turn our fears and our worries into boldness, that we may have this desire to proclaim you to the world. We thank you for this great truth that Jesus Christ is alive. And now, as we go in response to that, to live our lives, to live our lives in this incoming week, may we live them in the light of this truth that our Savior lives. Bless us, we pray, in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.